All right, folks, and welcome back to the show here. We have with us none other than Mr. Brian Romans. Brian, thank you for joining us here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. So, yeah, man, the uh, the purpose we have of this interview is to uh, introduce the folks to uh, your foundation, to you, and uh, kind of give them an idea of uh, the work you guys do, and then, of course, how they can help out along the way. So, with that being said, what is the Romans Warriors Foundation? The Romans Warrior Foundation is a 501c3 whose primary mission is to provide cost-free therapeutic weekend retreats to veterans, Gold Star families, and first responders in addition to their families. And we don't just do it by saying, hey, let's come sit around by a campfire and sing Kumbaya. We actually get in, in the weeds with them and we uncover some of those uh, loose screws, so to speak, that we can tighten that family dynamic back up. Because the one thing that we all know that we struggle with is, is guardians of the galaxy so to speak is a support network so by having that solid support network we can then identify the the troop if you will who's who's got the issues going on and gets us the better tool set to dive in as a as an entire support organization to help that individual out you know man and when we had a chance to meet that was the one thing that my wife and I Julie and I both said what separated you from so many other organizations um, in that you guys really do focus on at the same time, the entire support system. I talk about that, you know, in, in different contexts, um, support system, for instance, you know, my support system that, that allows me to do what I'm doing. But in this case here, I mean, that's really what differentiates you guys, the, the Romans Warrior Foundation over a lot of them out there is how you do put that family dynamic piece first. Uh, in that, how did uh, how did that come about? I mean, what what led you guys into that? Well, it, it all kind of so the organization as a whole it started by accident, and everything just kind of fell into place, and it worked. And it may not be the best business model, so to speak, <laughs> but it worked, so we ran with it. Right? Um, we were turned on to a young man. Uh, you met him, Nate Karpinski, um, out there with us with the wall. We were turned on to him by Twenty Two Kill out of Dallas. Nate was up in New England. He had some medical injuries, uh, medical issues, and injured himself while on the job, and he couldn't get home. So we helped him out with some things down in Louisville. And then uh, as soon as he was able to get back home, like the next week, this was like uh, two and a half months now, we were helping him out. Um, he said, hey, man, I want to come up there, and I want to bring my twins. Can I bring my family? If you don't bring your family, I'm going to be offended. So absolutely. <laughs> so he, he brings his family, these kids up, awesome kids, beautiful kids. and. Um, as the weekend starts progressing, I see the kids, they, they were tense at first, and then they start relaxing and opening up more. And the 14-year-old, the, the little girl, um, she was 14 at the time, excuse me, she, she comes up and she says, thank you. And I'm like, you don't have to thank me. This is, this is my pleasure. This is my duty for you. Your dad, we helped him out. It's nice. It's an honor to meet him. Now, what can we do for you and your brother? What do you mean? You know, it kind of hit her a little off. Well, then the next weekend they came back up from Louisville and then the weekend after they came back up. So it, it almost, almost every weekend, I think one weekend out of the month, they didn't come up for several, several months. And then finally I, I got her alone and I'm like, Hey, Trinity, what is it about coming up here that you like so much? She goes, you have created a relationship between me and my father without your interaction I wouldn't know my dad. I wouldn't want to know my dad, but because of what you guys do here and how you do it, I now have a relationship with my father. And in turn, my mom has a better relationship with my father 
And my wow. brother has a better relationship with me. So it just, it just kind of fell into place. And she wrote a testimonial for us. And it, part of that testimonial, it states, I'm going I'm to probably butcher it, but let me try to paraphrase. That's right. Uh, because of the Romans Warrior Foundation, I now know who my father is, and I have a strong relationship that I can look forward to growing. And this was from a 14-year-old little girl. <laughs> from the mouth so, of babes, huh? <laughs> right. You know, so, so we took that and we ran with it. And it's just been truly phenomenal because we tried to, we don't repeat everything exactly the same. But we have that core foundation. You know, we want to we want to hear what the kids have to say about the issues that are going on in the home. We want to hear what the spouse has to say. And nine out of ten times, the spouse's story is from their perspective, not from the kids' perspective. Right. And when the kids interact with our kids, and then we kind of have a, a family debrief, if you will. You know, hey, what what was said to you? How did how did you take what they were saying? Hey, dad, it's the same way that you handle it, you know, that we handle with you. And we do this, this, and this, and we advise them to do X, Y, and Z as well. It doesn't necessarily negate the problem, but it removes temporarily from the pressure situation. And once things calm down, they're able to go back and talk to their dad. Right. And I'm like, that's what it's about right there. Man, I'll, I'll tell you the, the part that strikes real close to home is um, that evolution that you saw uh, with that and how you've molded, you know, for the service purse first, and then working out the business aspects of this, you know, to, to make it something where, you know, obviously you got to take care of home base before you can take care of anybody else. We all know that we all agree to that, but that evolution that you guys have, when, when I went to the first um, retreat veterans retreat with the warrior bonfire program, um, I was privileged to go to go there and spend you know four or five days with these uh, with these guys six Purple Heart recipients, wow. and uh, just kind of share my passion of the outdoors with these guys uh, in this setting. Now, mind you, it was just us uh, that were that were there along with the the owners uh, of the property. But by the time I left there, the part one point I'm trying to make with this: by the time I left there, my motivation had changed. It had gone into overdrive. And now my focus, you know, had, had evolved. Mm -hmm. I had been looking for a business model of where, you know, working hand in hand with the competitive fishing, you know, for, for some time. But by the time I left there, I spent probably an hour or two on the phone with my wife on the, on the 12 and a half hour drive back to Colorado, talking to her about, I found it. This is the part that motivates me is if just by me doing something so simple to me can can provide a small little inkling of something. And so, you know, you have what we have here now today where I, I've said this several times and, and, and it's the truth is fishing is going to have to take care of itself. I'm still going to be competing. I'm still going to go out there. But in my priority piece, service is coming first now. And so we're making a lot of changes on this end, but that, when you said that about that, how you just kind of evolved and, and it was situational based, man, do I get that? I mean, that makes so much clean sense there. And that's super, super cool. Now, obviously this, the foundation is named after you, uh, Roman, Brian Rowans. Um, mm -hmm. So what exactly do you do with the organization? What, what is kind of your, your ball of wax that you, that you do with, uh, with the organization right now? Well, I'm actually fortunate enough to have, you know, I, I did 15 years of service in the Marine Corps, three combat tours. I was medically retired after 15 years. Um, I've had government contract jobs here and there to be able to get the foundation to where it is, because let's face it, um, a lot of self-starting entrepreneurial nonprofits, 
you don't have the grants up front. You don't have the community involvement up front, especially being new to Indiana. I'm Nick, the new guy. You know? <laughs> All that happened with me was a deer tried knocking me off a motorcycle. I lived to tell about it and said, hey, let's continue service because this is where truth and honesty, this is where God is leading me to go. So, and that's exactly how it started. Um, and now I'm at a point, thankfully, that as when you met me in Colorado, I'm retired. This is my focal point. Um, continuing selfless service to our nation's heroes and those who raise their right hand and take an oath to defend the country, both abroad and here at home. Um, as a former first responder myself, former fire chief, the, the mental stressors on the first responders are not addressed nearly enough. Nope, um, nope. Within the past five years, they've just been able, certain cities have just been able to get mental health as part of their insurance plan on city and municipality fire departments. Wow. So, I mean, it, it, it's like we're in the stone ages, but we can send a guy to the moon in, in orbit, you know? So um, that's where my bailiwick is or my ball of wax is. Mm -hmm. I am trying my best to chair the organization and lead it in future entities on down the road to include the global war on terror wall of remembrance. Um, our goal in 2022 is to get that in front of 22 different communities, which means a lot of road time, a lot <laughs> of support time from the family um, and a lot of community involvement. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of where we're at as of right now. I'm not going to get knee deep yet, but I'm sure we're going to get there. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, so uh, the, the Romans where you, you've spoken about, uh, you know, what, what it is you guys do in a, in a general, what would you say if you had to pick what, what is the, the primary goal? Like when you're making decisions, there's, you know, there's something you measure against every time. Does this fall in line with this? What, what would that, what would you say if you, if you had to classify one, what would kind of be one of your primary goals with the, with the organization? It, it would, it would have to meet the, the whole, oh, that's a good question. I like it. It goes deep, yeah. um, but, it, but it, would it would have to center around what is the specific need for that veteran or first responder and their family. Right. Um, so it goes back to what we started with we're not just centric to that combat veteran or that firefighter that's gone into a burning building and dragging a buddy out or an officer who's been involved in a shooting or an EMT who lost a patient on the way to the hospital. We're, we're sitting around, what do they take home to their family? What right. does that family now shoulder in support of that individual who's going through that? Um, because a lot of times we, we, as men, we're programmed and we're designed to close that off. <laughs> it's the sign of weakness. If we say, Hey, bro, I, boss man i need to go and get checked out for my my grape up here because it's not it's not scanning right i'm, I'm not feeling good you know well now you're labeled in that environment you can't you're pulled from the line if you will you can't go out and be in combat you can't go out and man the, the hose now you're an engineer or you're stuck on the as a chauffeur you're back at the station waiting for them to come back to be able to roll hose and clean equipment or you're at desk duty as an officer so a lot of these things it's frustrating so we keep them bottled up and closed up we put that try to put them in that pandora's box close the lid and put them to the back of the closet but our family still has that initial shock value you know the wife or the spouse they they see that when we walk in the door and it's all over our face of what happened during our shift. Right. How do we, how do we keep that? We, and we do our best to protect our kids from that, but that wife already has that shell shock to it. Now it's in her mind. Well, what's going on with my husband or vice versa. She's, you know, he sees her come in the door. Oh man, what happened on her shift today? Well, it's you it's know, that so symbiotic it, thing, man. I mean, we, right. whether you try to or not, you feel each other's pain on that. It just happens. 
exactly. So I, I would say our one key that we would like to hone in on and, and get not necessarily structured a little bit more, but you can always learn, you can always evolve, adapt, and overcome, but get more ingrained with or in touch with is that 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 core issue and the support system and what they need to better assist or, you know, I hate to say support <laughs> over and over, but what they need to be able to support the individual that's going through the trauma. That's awesome stuff. You know, and, and you mentioned something earlier that that truly is, um, and I'm I'm just as guilty of it. And still today, I the only difference is now I'm catching myself, so I'm trying to change my perspective on it. But you, you mentioned that the the there's a two issue there. There's one as as you know males, you know, where depending on where you come up uh, and where you're brought up or the time era that you were brought up in. I think you and I kind of same. I don't want to age you, but same era. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, you know, where, no, we're, we're not really, you know, if we show emotion of any kind, you know, all of a sudden it's, you know, that's a weak weakness type thing, but maybe the bigger one that even today's generation feels just as much, uh, although they're trying to really, you know, change the narrative on, and that's the mental health side. Um, you know, it's, we, we say mental health and, and from my, you know, childhood growing up, when you said the words mental health, that meant special needs of some kind, you know, I mean, that's, that was the first initial thing that came in your head because, you know, if you were under stress, you were just a stressful dude. And that was that, you know what I mean? You just were supposed to take care of it. So it's, it's refreshing to see that there's more and more out there, you know, uh, folks and organizations and messages trying to break that stigmatism that look, man, there's some things that, you know, you're just never going to get over. And so we just need to learn how to work through them. Um, Absolutely. Or live with, you know, these situations, you know, we're not trying to change, you know, this other than how to be, you know, a, a contributing and positive member to our, to our support systems and to our community. So that's, that's right. definitely, definitely up there. Well, you know, one, of the things, yeah. one of the things, one of the things uh, when we do our, every year up until COVID, we, we usually do a 120 mile walk during uh, June, which is national PTSD awareness month. And we end that walk on Nash on national PTSD awareness day. And one of the things that we would consistently get asked is, well, one, why do you do it? Well, we do it because mental health, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder is just that it's, it's, it's a, it's a disorder. It's a sickness. It's not something that, you know, just one day you woke up with and you have, you suffer through a traumatic issue and whether you realize it or not, whether it's conscience to you or not, it, it, it triggered something in you and it changed who you are and structured who you are and how you react today. So that's the core thing, you know, and the second thing is, well, why is it so important? Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. One, you, I'm going to, I'm going to speak as on behalf of a Marine for a moment. So we get programmed and we get trained to go into battle, see the worst of the worst, handle the worst of the worst, and then come home. When we come home and it's time for us to transition from that of a uniform military individual, uniform uh, military Marine to a civilian, we're not trained how to turn that part of us off. So now we've, you know, I'll use my own example. In Afghanistan in 2004, my platoon was ambushed in, a section of my platoon was ambushed in Afghanistan and we suffered the first combat casualty of Operation Enduring Freedom, Corporal Ronald Payne Jr. after that incident, a lot of us, whether we were directly involved that ambush or not, because we had a rip, it had a ripple effect. You know, we either heard what had happened on the radio or we were part of that transition once we got pain 
from the incident site onto the aircraft to be able to angel flight back out. Um, there was some sort of transaction involved where we had contact with it, uh, whether it be directly or indirectly. So you come home, now you're hypervigilant. You're always on edge. You're always looking over your shoulder. When you sit in a restaurant, your back's to a wall. You already know where the exits are. You're scaling up the dudes in the room to be able to see who might be the worst threat, who, you, who, who might be the easiest person that, you know, hey, if that individual starts acting squirrely, this is how I'm going to be able to, do, to handle that situation. How can I protect my family? You're driving down the road. That piece of pile of trash, that trash bag on the side of the highway. Well, in Iraq and Afghanistan, that's an obstacle. Is that right. going to blow up when I go by? So that's in your mind, you know, and people don't think it, about that. They don't because it's, tough. It, it's not, it's not in the news. It's taboo to discuss. Well, I'm tired of it being taboo and we bring it to the <laughs> forefront each and every time. I mean, you know me, I'm direct. I don't beat around the bush and, and this is how it's got to be. We've got to stop tiptoeing around the issues and stop worrying about hurting somebody's feelings and say, Hey, look, this is what's going on. It's not a weakness because you, this is something that happened to you. You did not go out and seek this. This happened to you as a result of an action that you were voluntarily part of most of the time. And now let's move forward. You know, this, this is your action plan. This is, this is what you got. This is the action plan. This is how we can see, you know, a um, three, six, nine month plan down the road and let, let's go from there. That's awesome. That's good stuff. You know, and that's another one of the pieces that I that I, I learned rapidly is that I don't know what that's like, like what you go through in that case uh, when I see, you know, things on the side of the road because I didn't live it. You know what I mean? I wasn't there. But that doesn't mean that those of us that are out here that that just because we can't fully grasp it doesn't mean we can't understand the importance and be more importantly, listen. Listen to what you're going through. Listen to those things that you guys deal with, you know, day in and day out. And then the next piece is, all right, so what do I do? What can I do to, to help along the way there? You know, and that was, that was the, I, I guess, a, a gaining point when it's, you know, when I, when I came to that realization that I'm not going to try to sit there and say, I understand because no possible way I can, <laughs> you know, in that case. And but, here's one for you that, that it just happened recently um, since we left Colorado. Um, had a veteran reach out and he's like, Hey, I, I'm just, I'm trying to see what your organization is about. And if I could qualify for, you know, being a volunteer and what do you offer for veterans? And we get to talk and he goes, Hey man, does it matter that I didn't see combat? I'm like, what do you mean you didn't see combat? He goes, we were already withdrawing. We weren't in Iraq. They were withdrawing from Afghanistan, but I've got, I've got these issues I deal with because it was my guys. I got injured. Um, I didn't get to go because I was held back, but I feel lesser of a Marine because I didn't deploy with my guys. I'm like, dude, first and foremost, shut your trap with that. that that's crap. <laughs> that's a crap mindset. Um, and this is how we're going to help walk you through that because you served, you raised your right hand. You did something that less than 1% of the population had the guts to do. And that's serve your country. Even less than 1% joined the Marine Corps and you went to a combat unit you just happened to, he got hit on a motorcycle. I said, you just happened to be at the wrong place, wrong time. And that prevented you from going. So here's the true, honest answer to guy. God had a different plan for you. Right. Period. right. Focus on that, focus on the family and, and let's move on in a positive light instead of focusing on this negative light. And he's mm -hmm. like, I never thought about it like that. No one's ever talked to me like that. I said, I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's not as uh, it's not as uh, I guess uh, clickbait. You know, it doesn't grab the attention as much. But I think that's where the the meat, you know, of the of the beast surely exists. So looking ahead here, you we yeah. you you've talked about the evolution um, where you've been here. Where do you see? What are your goals uh, moving forward in general, and then specifically for twenty twenty two? What uh, how how does that look for you right now? Well, I'm I'm actually glad you asked that because you're actually part of. The 2022. <laughs> um, so uh, proudly, <laughs> we as we were sitting there in uh, in Colorado and we we were talking at both locations. You know, Johnstown at Shields and then Wellington mm-hmm. there on the, on Main Street. There, um, my mind starts racing and going. You know, especially with everything that took place because, as you know, they carted me off to the hospital as soon as we got to Wellington. Yeah. Um, so I had I had some time on my hands because my team, <laughs> thankfully, weren't let me do anything. It was sit down get on your oxygen and watch your, watch your blood pressure, Roger that, you know? Um, so my mind starts rolling and racing. And when we first started the retreat process, we were like, okay, we need property, which we have 22 acres with three cabins for our retreat program. But then it, it dawned on me and my wife is very instrumental in this thought process. When we left California in June of this year, uh, bringing the wall back from an event out there. And she said, how do we get, more veterans involved. I said, the problem is organizations are, are opening doors and they're waiting for veterans and first responders to walk through them. Mm. They're not, that ain't going to happen that way. You need to take, take the fight, fight essentially to the individual. She goes, well, how do you do that? I said, you just did with the wall. So I said, now let's take it one step further. Why don't we have a retreat when we have the wall set up? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? What do I mean? You, we, we have an RV that we pull with, uh, you know, this, this big monster behind me. Right. Right. So we've got the RV. It's got an awning. The trailer is getting an awning mounted on it. As we speak, when you have communal fire pits, outdoor furniture, created an inviting outdoor environment for veterans from the local area, as we set the wall up to come in and sit down and have some fellowship. And then on top of that, we're, um, after Christmas, I'm going to Tennessee to talk with a young man named Doc Gaskins. He is the founder and CEO of a Warriors Garden. His goal in 2022 and beyond is to have a garden, in, um, an ADA compliant garden for a disabled veteran in every state. And we're, awesome. I think we're going to be able to help him do that. So now you've got moving forward, you've got the Global War on Terror Wall of Remembrance set up. You've got our, our Stop 22 tour veteran singer, songwriter, musicians coming with us. You've got a warrior's garden being placed in the city or locale of the wall setup. And then you've got a retreat program on top of that. So you mix all those things in. And then this is where you come in because I love this equine therapy program that you guys got going on at the ranch. I want to one, learn more about it. And two, when we go to different places, I want to find ranches that will help support that retreat. And not only will the community program be building the garden, but part of that retreat weekend We'll be going out there and getting used to some equine therapy. Right. That's in uh, the one that I work with here in Colorado is called the Allegiance Ranch and Rescue. That's uh, Dan and Glory over there and their entire team. That's uh, that's uh, it is it is powerful stuff. So that is awesome. You know, in in with you talking about that that piece, um, I actually did a little logistical. Uh, some of the stuff I do during the that a lot of you know it's during the off season when I can't be out there on the promotional trail doing certain things. Um, uh, I try to do logistics. I'll, I'll go and, you know, uh, uh, 
help out as far as just general volunteering. One of the things I did with the Warrior Bonfires, I was doing some research on their list of uh, bonfire retreats that they're going to be having around the country, looking for the very same thing to try to see if there's a way at these retreats to kind of intertwine that. That piece there, the fact that you're open to it, uh, it is it is so big. Uh, it's we don't have time here, but it's such a bigger animal in the world of nonprofits when they start working together. Oh, yeah. um, so to to find this situation that I have found with uh, the the four nonprofits that I'm you know primarily working with here um, is such a unique beast, and it's it's just so so proud to be working with you guys and that that network. Um, one of the, one of the guys I met at the, at one of the retreats, who's now a very good friend of mine, uh, uh staff sergeant, uh, we call him Sergeant Pat, Justin Patterson. He, he spoke about, you know, you got those, you got those people, they can either be a pipe or a bucket. And when information comes to them, are they a bucket? Do they just hold it for themselves or are they a pipe? Do they, you know, move it on to the next, you know, and, and get it where it needs to be. And that's right. what we try to be is, I mean, you know, uh, be as much of a pipe as we can. <laughs> I've been, I've been called worse things. So. Well, you, you, and and that, that's a fundamental thing because that, that just tells me that Patterson is a great leader. So there's a difference between leaders and managers. Leaders yeah. will get information and pass it. They might chop it up and, and filter through it first, filter all the crap out, but they will pass that information on to those who truly need it. Whereas yep. managers, they'll get it and it'll be the senior with a secret. Well, I don't want to share it because then that makes you more powerful than me if you learn something that I didn't learn out of it. And that, that, that mentality sucks. And it's across the board with nonprofits. I fully agree with you. Yeah, We've worked a, with some, we've gotten burned by some. We've, yeah. I mean, I've helped consult, um, I think, eight nonprofits over the past five years. Some have been successful, some have failed. Um, and it's just truly remarkable. And I fully agree with you when organizations and like-minded individuals can collaborate yep. without finding it or thinking of it as a competition. Well, in, in keeping the end goal in mind, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're all aiming at the same target, man. I mean, that's the, yeah. the, the mission is there in the fact that, that we're engaged in the recreational and ecotherapy piece. You know, I mean, that's in one way or another, like you said, we, you know, get moving, get outdoors, hiking, camping, bird watching, gardening. It doesn't matter. Engage the outdoors and literally watch what happens, you know, first and foremost, when you see it. Or like in your case, you know, getting the testimonial, you know, from the uh, little one there, who's probably now 30 or whatever she is now. <laughs> um, but when at that time, you know, hearing from kids, you know, that feedback, the, the, the innocence piece there, or just seeing it firsthand and witnessing it, man, it's the science backs it. But on top of that, what's even more powerful is, is, is seeing it firsthand when you, when you guys are doing that, that's exciting, exciting stuff. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to what that brings for next year. And we'll, uh, we'll have to definitely chat offline and see what we can do uh, in, in regards to that. So the, the, you know, the boots on the ground aspect of this, if folks are watching this and they uh, love what you're doing, they want to find a way that they can help out. What are, what are some options for them? What, what's, what's available for them to do out there? So the easiest thing, and, and it's, it's a really interesting piece. So um, about three years ago, uh, yeah, three years ago, we had 14 ambassador or 92 ambassadors across 14 states. So that was pretty powerful for us. And all it was was individuals that liked what we saw that we, what we were doing on Facebook or uh, Instagram or Twitter, even going to our website, you know, and Hey, the news feeds were, were going crazy. I think at one point I had 
114 different links for news feeds on just interviews and other cities capturing what we were doing uh, nice. during different nice. events. And people are reaching out to us and saying, hey, I want to get involved. Well, the easiest way to get involved is one, go to our Facebook page or our, our website, shoot me an email or shoot me a private message. Um, there's going to be some screening questions because we're looking for quality over quantity. We want people that are passionate about truly helping the first responder, the veteran, the Gold Star family. Um, if, if it's just, hey, look at me, look what I can do. Sorry, we're not the right fit for you. Right. Um, our, our mission is very simple. We help the, the individual going through the trauma and the support network, the immediate support network that they have. Um, there's no training. We don't have any formal training that's required to be part of it. It's just you got to be a patriotic American that wants to help your fellow man or woman and watch them succeed. And don't get pissed off when they do. <laughs> um, I mean, right. I mean that's, that's seriously what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. And I hate to say, it, but we've had individuals that were part of our organization that were pissed off and got upset and walked away from us because they weren't in the spotlight as much as they felt they should be. Right. Um, I'm sorry about you. It's not about you. It's not about Brian Romans. Just because it's called Romans Warrior Foundation doesn't mean it's, it's about me because it's about the individuals that were reaching out and helping. So Agreed. coming back full circle, um, Easiest way is send me a, send me an email, send me a private message on Facebook, hit me up and just say, Hey, look, I'm interested in what you're doing. Can you tell me more? And I will flood your inbox with all kinds of information. <laughs> um, we've recently redone our media packets for both the foundation and the wall. We have an addition that we're trying to tour out with the wall called the David Cod Memorial car. It's a 2002 Pontiac Firebird WS6 convertible that's wrapped. Uh, David Codd was a, uh, an officer in Vietnam, and on the doors of the of the car are his platoon mates that didn't come home. Oh wow! So it's a tr it's a transitional piece from that generation to our generation with the wall. Um, so we're looking at logistics to be able to get that on the road with us as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, man, that's the easiest way. Shoot me a message. Shoot me an email. Hell, you can even give me a call or shoot me a text. And that's the uh, the Romans Warrior Foundation. Uh, email. Yes, okay. Yes, sir. All right. We'll put that up here on, on the video. We'll make sure that goes up there. Um, we'll also link Facebook page there. That way uh, folks can get a chance to see that. Um, and yeah, so there, and then of course, I mean, the, 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 you know, obviously um, the, the obvious way obviously is go to the Romans warrior uh, foundation website and donate. I mean, obviously this stuff is not cheap <laughs> to go down the road and that beautiful RV you have behind you, that, that very big critter, she likes to burn up the fuel. And so, you know, just keeping them going down the road, that's, that's always finances never hurt. Well, no, they don't, they don't. And one thing that I'll, I'll say, and I've, I've said it for years going into VFWs, American legions and Marine Corps leagues. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming on your show to, to be able to say, Hey, look, give me money. The money will come. The biggest thing is sp spreading the word about what the mission is. And yeah, this RV in the back, people are like, Oh, you know, your donations bought that. Guess what? Brian Romans bought that. Okay, that's my that's part of my retirement fund right there. Um, and we utilize that to come out there to Colorado uh, simply because my pickup truck would have burned twice as much fuel. Hotel rooms would have cost twice as much. So <laughs> use what you have. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time just because, you know, oh, I've got a nonprofit. Let me let me reinvent. No, is use what you have. Use the resources available. And that's kind of what we're used to doing in the Marine Corps. So I don't I know other ways, but I'm used to it. So why not? <laughs> I couldn't agree more, man. And that's, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things with us uh, early on this, so when you and I got a chance to speak, I found so many things that we just had kindred spirits uh, about on this mission, which is why uh, we, we wanted uh, to get to know you better and, and see more. First and foremost, I, I do want to say from, from, from a, 
a customer standpoint, if you will, I was one of the people that was lucky enough to come up there and see that wall of remembrance that you take around the country. And folks, if you've not seen this thing, you have to make this a bucket list item because uh, my wife and I took the time. I'm getting goosebumps, literally. Um, We took the time and read that wall from the first uh, timeline piece that you guys had there. And we went down each and every panel all the way down. And this is not a small uh, deal. This goes back to like 1983, I think was the, the starting piece. And it takes you right to current times right here, 2021, um, with the new additions that they're working on. And then the other side is all the all of the lives uh, that, that have been recorded and lost uh, that we know there. Um, and I can tell you, it was, it was moving, it was powerful, and it's why we rearranged our schedule when you invited us to come up to Wellington there. And, you know, the, the proud button was stamped on my forehead. Absolutely. I, I can't, you know, wait to be a part of this and uh, come up there with you guys. So, yeah, that's, uh, I can attest from that side that that is, that is an amazing deal. But, yeah, it's, you know, people don't realize, uh, you know, so much of the, of the stuff that you as the owners uh, and the and the you know founders of these uh, uh, organizations have to you know put out, uh, and it's not through the donation piece. That's that's one of the things in my vetting process of nonprofits before I work with them is I I like to know how are they working, which yeah. is why you won't see me working with a nonprofit that's got a CEO pulling down six figures or something. That's hey more power to them. I know they do good work in certain areas. No no worries. That's just not my fit. You know, my fit right. is working side by side with uh, with warriors like you, man. So, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, that's as far as the the line of questioning people there are uh, questions as far as people can can help the website communication, that whole shebang. Is there uh, any final thoughts, anything that you'd like to uh, to leave us with here? Or? Yeah, you, you captured one one important element uh, right there with that discussion is uh, um, the, the payment process, right? How does, how does Brian Romans get paid? Does Brian Romans get paid by going out and doing the Romans Warrior Foundation, the Global War on Terror, the 22 tour? Um, no, no, I don't. Um, we are 100% volunteer and we will remain that way until I get a large scale donation, like a million dollars that says, hey, now you have to financially control or monitor where these funds are going. And then I think there's a legal thing where you have to have a paid staff at that point, which would be about two people. Um, but no, I'm not going to, I don't need a six figure income. I don't need a large five figure income to be quite honest with you. Again, I'm retired. Um, so the government pays me every month and pays me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, a, a lot of things going up and, and starting this organization, I didn't know anything. I knew grants from my days in the fire department as a fire chief. Um, I didn't know any local community grants that would support what we're doing because it's unique. It's, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a service. It's not necessarily a medical provision so where does it fall under there's got to be a certain niche so um there's other things what's that it's tricky it's very tricky yeah there's other things that go on but when there are shortcomings you know as the founder ceo just like with you know you and your fishing stuff and now your online store if the ball drops by somebody who's volunteered this owner ceo founder's got to pick it up and run with it it's just like any other for-profit business in that aspect so goes back with this rig. This rig allows my family to go with me so I can be the, 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 the daddy that I need to be, the husband that I need to be, and still monitor and maintain what goes on with the organization. Um, internet makes that a lot easier versus yeah. 10 years ago when all this stuff was, you know, crawl, walk, run mentality. Um, <laughs> and then 
I like what you got going on this affiliate program. I'm going to start doing some affiliate stuff as well and let that be a uh, secondary means of helping to fund this big monster go down the road. Uh, we are looking for sponsors, corporate level sponsors, being a fuel sponsor, hotel sponsor, um, a big banner event sponsor, you know, would be great for different events as well as for the entire year. Um, but those things will come. It will fall into place. I'm not, I'm not that guy that says, Hey, here's an idea. Let's act on it right now. We're going to get, we're going to get everything we need tomorrow. No, we've been doing this since 2016. Um, and it's a crawl, walk, run mentality. And yeah, we're at the, we're at the starting gate ready to sprint, but if it's not meant to be, then we're okay with a slight little jog or a trot. It teaches that in a hurry. I, I can even oh, attest yeah. to that on this side. We're, you know, we're about this far from being a nonprofit ourselves, obviously, but, uh, uh, we realized that would be kind of silly on our end because if we became a nonprofit, well, then we're competing for the same, you know, type of things as the people we want to work with. So that's why we stay on the the fishing side of things. And yeah. that way we stay out of your way and we can help you uh, try to find uh, some of those. So, well, that's awesome stuff, man. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Um, I'm hoping we'll, we'll try to do more of these in the future and we can, uh, we can touch base with you on the road there. Um come across you know cool things you see out there awesome deals please definitely keep us in mind with that uh, we'd love to uh to put it up there if you make it by the the world's largest ball of yarn or something you know <laughs> even that <laughs> but so i have two questions left to go that that the viewers i know are going to want to know yeah and these are the these are ones off script man so you have no idea i'm hitting you with these so the first one Ooh, i'm scared die hard the movie christmas movie yes or no well, in the words of Bruce Willis himself at his roast, it is not a Christmas movie. It's a damn Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> That's right. You saw the same thing I did. That that hurts. That hurts. Last but not least, pineapple on pizza. Are you good with it? No, you don't care. I stunk in body. You know, if 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 I'm partaking in a few adult beverages, <laughs> I don't really care what's on the pizza. I just need it to soak up some stuff. That's um, right. <laughs> but if I'm just ordering it, I go pepperoni and bacon all the way. There you go. All right. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I figured, you know, of all the interviews you do, you've not been hit with those two questions yet. So we got you on a first now. <laughs> That's right. Yes, sir. Awesome stuff. Well, Brian, again, thank you so very much. We're looking forward to, to following along there and joining in. Uh, where, where we can to help out. So thank you again and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family.